Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hello, podcast world. Uh, it's Andy Richter. You're listening to The Three Questions. And I'm very excited to have uh, the very, very funny and talented and lovely and kind and active and important Retta. <laughs> <laughs> active and important. Important. Well, I do feel, I mean, because you do a lot of kind of political stuff, you come from a political family. Somewhat. Well, but I, mean, I mean, I've never been, I've know, never been I saw, political. I mean, I saw that you are related to a former president yeah, of former, Liberia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is that, it was this, how, how are you related to this woman? And the first she, African female head of state. Yes. Yeah. She was married to my dad's cousin. I see. So, but, and I, honestly, on that side of the family, um, I feel like they've always been pretty political and, and you know, involved right. in some way. But I never lived. I, I mean, I, I was in Liberia when I was little, but I never lived there. I didn't grow up there. Right. So, so. You don't really, you're not soaked in it. No. So politics really wasn't, you know, something that was a part of my yeah. childhood or what have you. Um, you know, my dad would make comments every once in a while and then you know when when the friends and family gathered for different things the adults would talk about what's going on home at Mm -hmm. home and stuff like that but that was never a part of my life and I remember uh when she was running the last time before she actually won or the, the first time uh I got a text from a friend of mine from college who was like is your auntie running for president? And I'm just like, I really was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't like, know, I, maybe. I was like, I don't understand what this text means. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, I didn't even know. And I told my mom, my mom was like, oh, yeah, she's run before, you know. Um, but that year she won. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And is it someone that you know? Like when you've been back, do you I, meet her or anything? No. I've never met her. I haven't. I haven't been back since I was in first grade. Oh, wow. My dad goes back. My dad. Um, it's a tumultuous country. Yeah. It yeah. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. I, I've always been like, n- n- never been like, we need to go back. My father, um, he wants to retire there. And so he was building a house, which is why he kept going back, you know, to check on the progress of the house. Mm-hmm. But now my parents have become grandparents 
And so I, my mother is like, we ain't going nowhere. Yeah, we're not going you know. to fucking Liberia. So, yeah. But my dad does want us all to go back, you know, so we can go visit. Yeah. But they're not going to retire there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, it, well, you know. At least I don't think they will. Now, th- that's the other thing about this this time is like, and I realized into this pandemic, like, there's no planning. There's no, nope. there's no like, what am I going to do after this? What's my life going to be like after this? Where am I? And there's so many variables going into it. Yeah. You know, not to mention like our state is on fire. Like, uh, you know, from the politics to the environment to raining ash to yeah to an, a pandemic. Really- you just you know that like has no end in sight. It's it's just you know the notion yeah. of like I know where I'm going to retire not right now is. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> the notion to think that I have the privilege to retire yeah, yeah. is hilarious. Right, 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 exactly. Like, who knows? I might just be looking for a cave I'm to saying, hide in, you know? I'm literally, you know, I bought I bought a house three years ago, moved in two years ago. Um, and I, it happened, like, it, it had all the things that I needed and I knew I could do the things I wanted to get what I wanted out of this house. Mm-hmm. And serendipitously, there is a uh, an ADU. You know, I call, I call it the pool house. Uh-huh. But it's pretty much a storage room right now. But yeah. in my head was anything goes down with my parents, this is where they're coming. They have, right. a, you know what I mean? Um, and that is becoming more and more of a, like, I better clean this place up. I got to, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm yeah. like, it is a shit show out there. I don't know that I want them so far away because they're on the East Coast. Um, I, I want all of my family to move. Um, we just got to convince my one brother, you know, to, where, to where is my he, other one. Are they still they're in all in Jersey. Jersey. In Jersey, in yeah. Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, um, I, I mean, it, which is what's now, I mean, I still own half of it, but my ex-wife's house, we had a... Uh, it's in a horsey area of Burbank, and we had a stable that we converted oh. into a guest house. And there was talk about my wife's mom moving in there, um, which I would have been fine with. I get along fine with my with my ex mother in law, but she was my ex mother. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to live with you guys. <laughs> so it, now it's you know now it's like where I mean it's where my son and his friends would get high. Uh, right. That's what it became. You know, like our. Our little pool house because it, you know, it used to have horses and now it's got teenagers. Uh-huh. Um, so you're you're from Jersey. You're a Jersey girl. I am in Newark. Is that it? I was born in Newark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we lived in Edison, and then we moved to Cliffwood Beach. And it there were lots of people. Hmm? There was a, there were lots of people in your family. Uh, well. So I have two brothers, two brothers and two parents, but there were a lot of people going through. I had a lot of cousins that lived with us. So, you know, there was a a cycling through of cousins and godmother and, you know, their kid, that kind of thing. My mother grew up with a father who had a lot of kids go through his house, even though he only had two daughters. Right. So my mother grew up basically, you know, with her cousin as to her as her sister. Um, But he had a lot of. And so that's what she was used to. 
Yeah. Like you help family out, you know, when yeah. when the family was going through something and they're having issues. My my grandfather would take in the kids, put them in there in school, in private school, because my mom went to um, Catholic school um, and 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 pay for their school while the family was dealing with whatever. Um, so that's what my mother's used to. And so that's what she was. That's what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even like my one of my brother's girlfriends lived with us for a hot second because. I think she was having issues at home. This is, yeah. this is when I was away at college. This, so. our, our house was kind of like that. Like a friend mm-hmm. of my brother's lived with us for a very long time. Another lived with us for, you know, just like he and his, it became untenable between him and his parents. And so he just moved in with us and we had an extra kid. Right. And then we had another one for a while. And, and at our house, we had, a you know, my, my sister-in-law lived with us for uh-huh. a fairly long time. It's, yeah, it just kind of happens. And you just yeah, kind of, you it, don't think it, about it. Yeah. yeah. I think because when we were little, you know, when we were young, it started when we were younger. So it didn't seem weird. We, our cousin just lived with us. Yeah. Um, um, I will say my mother brought up recently that we complained about getting less Christmas gifts one year because we had so many people in our house. <laughs> and I was like, well, what did you expect? Yeah, no shit. Come That's a good, well, you, you, got, you all had a solid point. Like, come on. <laughs> like, why, why do we have to pay for these fuckers? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> now, were all your elder relatives, did you, did you have people that had been here for a while or were all your elder relatives Liberian and, and sort of more recent? Uh, oh, um, uh, we have a lot of family. Well, we have family that's been here as long as my parents, you know, as long as I know. But we have a, especially on my father's side, is a, they have a big family. The Surleys are a huge family. And there's a lot here in the States. So many, I, I've met cousins randomly, like. On the street. Ha- happened. <laughs> I was. When my when my cousin was dating this guy, we had gone to a friend of his a friend of his house, and his girlfriend was a surly. Yeah, like so, I met a cousin just because I happened to tag along to this friend's house. Yeah, um, yeah. and if so there's a surly, the if there's a surly, you're related to him. Yes, it's not like Johnson or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's um. I mean, but it's a big. It's a. It's a pretty big family. Yeah. As yeah. far as I know, I mean, right, I haven't right. met them all. <laughs> and how long had your folks been here uh, before, like, they started having kids here? Had they been here a while? No. Um, I think they. My mother came for school. Yeah. Um and. They, I mean, they they came, they got married. My mother started going to school and had me. So they, uh, yeah, they weren't uh, childless long while they were here in the states. What did what did they do? Did your what jobs did they have, or do they have? Um, well, they're both retired, I guess officially. Um, my dad worked for Conair Corporation. He ran a line at Conair, mm-hmm. and my mother worked in insurance. Ah. So she was an insurance adjuster. So showbiz was a natural. (laughs) (laughs) Light manufacturing and insurance? Stand-up comedy. That makes sense. I mean, my big thing, you know, I was was very much a school nerd. Like, I lived for school. It was very important to do well for me. And... You know, you were supposed to do your homework and and do well. Right. And 
And then my big thing was, um, and then I'm just going to be a doctor. Obviously, it, that was something that was always in my head and mm-hmm. all of that. So show business was definitely um, a bit of a curveball for the parentals. But they yeah, were yeah. good about but it. But they adjusted, yeah. Yeah. Now, were they, were they the kind of parent, like, were you expected to excel academically and they just kind of left you to it? Or were they, like, really looking over your shoulder no, and they, involved. Like, yeah. They left me to it. They, yeah. I mean, my mother, she like, she was like this one. She's about it, about it with regard to school. It was yeah, my yeah. brother, my middle brother that she kind of had to stay on to do yeah. the homework and that kind of thing. And then my younger brother, he was kind of the same as me. He was, he's smarter than all of us. Um, he wasn't as much of a nerd. Like I, you know, we threw physics parties and calculus parties. <laughs> he didn't do that. But he, wow. but I was also, but I was, I mean, there were parties in that we were studying and then, our, right. but our parents yeah, let a bunch of say, people come over. What, what, what is a physics party? It's, like, it, what you... it was, it was a study party, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but it was, um, it was like 10 to 12 of us. Yeah. And so the, you know, parents got the pizza and all, yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. Know, all this and stuff. The, so the it was, cake with Einstein's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a fun study group. Yeah, us, yeah. And, but and it's probably was, social and you're talking while yeah. you're yeah, yeah. Oh, that, but it see, was it fun. was all in an effort to do well on the upcoming exam. Yeah, yeah. Was it a funny family? Like was it a happy, funny family or Yeah, like my middle brother is really funny. Yeah. He you know, he cracks us up. But we I think we all we all enjoy a laugh. Yeah, um yeah. My parents aren't really like my mother says we get it from her mother. Mm. My parents aren't necessarily hilarious, but they're okay with us and how how much we like to clown. Yeah, all they got to do is be good audience members. You know, yeah, parents exactly. of, of funny kids, they just got to laugh. You know, they yeah. just got to be there. <laughs> so, um, was this was this doctor this desire to be a doctor was that kind of consuming? Was that you didn't really stray from that? You just kind of felt like. That's what I'm going to do. It was, it was, yeah, it was, that was the path. Like all through high school, when I got to college and it was still the path when I was in college in that, you know, I I did all the prerequisites for Mm -hmm. pre-med so that, you know, I was ready when it came time to take the MCATs and go to college. I mean, go to med school. Um, But college is where, I kind of found myself because I didn't have parentals around me. You know, yeah. I didn't have, I wasn't, I didn't have, because I grew up in a strict household. Yeah. My yeah. mother was very strict. So that was when I found my first freedoms. So by the time I left college, I was like, I'm still going to go to medical school, but. I, I'm not ready to go jump right back, right into school, having just left school. So, you know, <laughs> what's that? What's that? That that year that the oh, uh, Jungspringer, the Amish yeah, yeah. Go on there. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. My my Jungspringer or whatever yeah. was taking a job at a pharmaceutical firm and doing chemistry. Like Woo! I was like, I'm going to take yeah. this break. I'm going to take this year <laughs> off. But I feared, yeah, but I feared leaving science Yeah, because I was like, I want to go to, I know I want to go to middle school. I know I'm going to take these MCATs. So I was like, let me just get a job doing chemistry. At least I'm still 
kind of in school, but I get to, I don't have to study, right. you know, every night. And, that and kind also of thing. the med school won't look at you having left and gone and parted. Right. They right. won't think it's a Jungspringer. They will think it's yeah. like, she's serious minded and right. has business, you know, sense and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I took my, took my year off. And in that year, while doing chemistry while doing um, peptide chemistry and then working with small molecules, I ended up being like, I think I want to be on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Now this, see, this is like, this is one of the things that amazes me because most comedy people I know have very little outside skills. But you Mm -hmm. were in a fucking, now were you like in a lab with test tubes and shit? Like, Mm -hmm. Wow, but see, it, that's blows my mind. Like to here's be able to know how to do that. I don't remember any of it. Any of that shit. Yeah, it's all. It's not like I was coming up with. Well, I helped with different things, but that's because they essentially taught me. It was. It's just like cooking. I just followed recipes. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna make these peptides. Blah blah blah. You know, and this is the order that you put it in. And blah yeah. blah blah, and that kind of thing. So it was. It was it was me kind of le- st- still learning because I never did peptide chemistry in college. Mm-hmm. I, it, that was all new. Um, so they tell you what to do. You kind of learn some things. You end up being like, well, should we try this? Should we try this medium? Ba ba ba. But it was I wasn't making the final call on right, anything. Right. <laughs> well, and because you know. I imagine it was in that world an entry level job. Yes, what yeah, I was yeah. doing absolutely. And if you'd stayed doing that. I mean, do you think you would have? I mean, what's the likelihood of you becoming a doctor? Do you think that that was really possibly yes. in the cards? I had. I, I still, mean, not like that you could do it, just that you would do it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, well, I mean, not once I decided that I was going to try stand up as a entryway yeah. into Hollywood. But I still have my my study guides, my MCAT study guides. Oh, really? I just won't let let it go. Yeah, like I yeah. have this thing that's just like. But now I'm like, are these even valid at this point? I know things have changed. I, you know, technology changes. Right. I know medicine changes. Are these things even valid? But whatever the case, I yeah. still have in the back of my head that if this all goes to shit, I got to sell this house and move in with my parents. I'm going to take that. Going back. To, it's not. <laughs> an un, I mean, there are people that have done it. You know, yeah. you hear about people having a whole career and then going back to yeah. Get a degree in something and, and finishing it out. Sometimes there are sometimes I'm like, well, I mean, just mainly because I've been through so much fucking therapy, but I feel like, you know, it's like if you have a car that breaks down all the time, you end up knowing how a car works <laughs> and you feel like, hey, I, maybe I could be a mechanic. Uh, so I, exactly. you know, I, there, I do sometimes have feelings and especially too, because I don't know how you are, but there are days when it's like, what am I doing in this business? You know, like, just like, <laughs> oh, this fucking phony shit show of show business. <laughs> and I think like, yeah, I wouldn't mind like, you know, being a family counselor. Like that would, uh-huh. that, you know, I would feel like at least at the end of the day, I sort of maybe did something, you know. Right. Um, right. Well, now, how does that, how, how does that transition from serious you know, sort of student go. Now you went to Duke, right? In North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, that's a good school. That's not a party school or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> you know, um, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Still party. <laughs> yeah. 
did you go did you look at other places did you have other choices or yes i i applied to brown ruckers bucknell and duke yeah at first i only applied to duke and when yeah. my mother found out that I only applied to Duke, she was like, I'm yeah. sorry, what? <laughs> she's like, what happens if you don't get in? And I was like, she's like, because you're not living here. And I was like, I mean, she's, she requested the application from Brown. There, mind you, their, their, their deadline had already passed. She was yeah. like, send it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I got into Bucknell, into Rutgers. Rutgers gave me a lot of money. I got into UCLA. But UCLA was super expensive, but I got into Duke. And so yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to go to Duke. Yeah. My son, you know, is in his second year of college and went through a whole. It's just it's so different now because kids are like, how many? He asked me, like, how many colleges did you apply to? And I was like, one. <laughs> the, the, one the one I went to, you know, like. Because <laughs> he applied, you know, like eight or something like that. Yeah, and their kids are applying to 12, you know. It just, I know. It's crazy. I'm like, who's got that kind of application money? Maybe I know, I know. Well, at private school LA kids, you know. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, private school LA kids got their parents faking pictures of them on the volleyball team <laughs> to get them into places, <laughs> writing checks, to, writing bribe checks. Um, well, now, how, how do you, you're at the, is it one of those things where you're at a club and somebody says, or, well, there's two questions. How does that start? How do you first get on stage? And also, is there something that you're watching that you say, like, I want to be on TV? Is there like a particular moment? That's two yeah. questions, but you know. So one thing for me was, um, when I when I graduated from college and I lived by myself for the first time, had mm-hmm. my first apartment, TV was my roommate. I yeah. was and I was always obsessed with television. TV was very important in my life. Yeah. TV, you know, I was a latchkey kid, so I just watched a lot of television. Yeah. So when I lived by myself, I I watched TV a lot and I was watching um Central Park West, which is a Oh yeah. Was kind it, of a soap opera like, kind of thing on yes. Fox, I think. And I remember thinking, I can do this. <laughs> I was like, at the very least, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then when I thought about it more, I kind of leaned more towards comedy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so I then I in my head I decided I want my own sitcom. And I knew, having watched a lot of TV, that a great majority of sitcoms, the leads were comedians, Mm -hmm. stand-up comics. So I figured that was the formula. Do stand-up comedy, go to L.A., get a sitcom. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah. So so I I started, I mean, I didn't know there were one million and one stand-up comics (laughs) with that same plan. Yeah, yeah. But, um... I, that, that, so that's why that's why I started stand up. It wasn't I wasn't like a big. I loved watching stand when I was in um, when I was in school, and actually when I, more more when I was working at Glaxo doing chemistry, I still lived with friends who were still in college. We rented a house in Durham, and I watched a lot of Deaf Comedy Jam and a mm-hmm. lot of Comedy Central, and that's the I just loved stand up. Yeah, I. 
it never dawned on me that that would be my future. It was yeah. just something that I loved. That was funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, so once I decided that I wanted to be on TV and I knew that a lot of sitcoms were headed by stand-ups, then I was like, oh, this is the path I'm supposed to take. Yeah. So I started doing stand-up. And did you, uh, did you, what was that process like? Did you, did you like look for a club where there was an open mic or did you? So I lived, so I, I, you know, I lived in Durham and next to Raleigh, next to Durham is Raleigh and Raleigh had Charlie Goodnights, which was one of the really big clubs in the North, North America. Um, I didn't know that. I just knew that there was a club. That was the club. Yeah. In the next town over so i i first my first thing was i saw in the newspaper that there was a uh an agency from i think from south carolina or georgia coming to town looking for talent and so and it was a big scam you had to sell tickets and that whole thing yeah but yeah if you won the night they would rep you Oh. All you had to do was bring the most people. So what all you had to do was sell the most tickets. Yeah, yeah. It was a scam, whatever. But it was the first time I got on stage. And I was so nervous. I drank an entire six-pack of Bud Ice. Mm. <laughs> so I was sweating on stage. <laughs> but I was uh, but I did okay. I mean, when I watch it, if I were to watch it now, I would be mortified because I've seen it. I've seen the tape. It is a tape exists. So a tape does exist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there was a kid. There was a kid who came who sang, but he brought his whole church. So he won, mm-hmm. but the agency still wanted to rep me. Luckily, I didn't like kind of follow up with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But because I had done it, then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep trying. And so then I found a, an open mic which was at Charlie Goodnights. Yeah. And that once you meet any comic at an open mic, you find out about all the other places you can get, get on stage. And so that's pretty much how I started it. Well, and also too, even because I found through do, you you know, you don't, you know, you, (laughs) you like doing these things, you like performing, but you don't really know, you know, it's such a scary thing with and it's such a long shot and such a just preposterous dream to even think that you're (laughs) going to get to do this for a living and i think you know everyone talks about believing in yourself yeah you got to believe in yourself but you also got to have somebody tell you hey yeah you're good at this right and even though that was a scammy agency Mm -hmm. the fact that they said hey you're good enough that even though you didn't win Right. We want to rep you. That probably was enough to make you go, well, I'm going to do this again because, you know. But it was also it was also the, um, I did I did have a belief. I didn't know necessarily have a belief in my abilities as a stand up. Mm-hmm. But I did believe if I work hard enough at stand up. It will get me to where I want to go. To be in a comedic so actress I, on television. Yes, so yeah. I, I I believed in my capabilities as a performer. I did plays and you know all throughout high school and college. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I could perform. Stand up was the, you know the, I don't know. I just I wasn't sure about that. 
until you get you get that first kill. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So it took a while to get to that place, but enough people say, good set, good set, good set. You're like, okay, at least I'm my trajectory. Trajectory yeah. is going in the direction that I right, I and I'm not it. I'm not embarrassing myself. I'm in the right, right place, you know. Right, and uh, and I imagine too the I, I'm just I'm imagining the quality of your life goes up because you're around funnier people. Uh, is that the case? Well, yes. You, t- I mean, there were I wasn't around them a lot. Mm-hmm. I because I didn't really you had a day job. make close friends. Yeah, I didn't yeah. make close friends with comics. So I only saw them at the open mics. I see. Um, and I was, I I don't think I ever realized this. I feel like I was the only girl that did the open mics. The only t- other time I saw female comics was when you know, people were coming, touring, coming in yeah. through. Um, so I didn't, you know, yeah, I, I didn't make weird. any. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had, Two good friends that I made. One good friend, he ended up following following me out here, like moving out here after I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest were just, these were the guys that I saw at the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was friends. I made, fr- I made friends, obviously, with the, um, my, the guy that, uh, he was the MC the first time I went on stage. Dan French. Do you know Dan French? I don't. Dan used to, he wrote for a bunch of different shows out here. Um, but he, but I met him in North Carolina. He was the MC of the show that I did. I did my first set and he said, I do a class. I do a comedy class. I think you have potential. Yeah. Um, he's really the one that made me feel like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing. He goes, I want you to take my class. I won't charge you for it. Oh, and wow. so, so I took his class and I end up writing one of my strongest bits that I Still, I still would do if I was doing stand up. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so I became friends with Dan. I became friends with Andrew. So those are the only two people that I really became friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I saw them outside of being at that club. Uh, being it, yeah. Um, so I wasn't really around comics a lot. The comics that I was around were the ones on HBO. That yeah, I would rewatch yeah, yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do how do you uh, handle this transition from civilian life to show business with your parents? Do you tell them that you're doing this, or you kind of hold um, off until it until it seems like something viable? Well, they knew. I mean, they knew um, that I was, you know, not <laughs> following the med- medical path. Yeah, um, because. When I was getting ready to move cross country, I said, I think I'm going to move to Los Angeles. You know, I want to be an actor, so I'm going to do the stand-up thing. They they knew I'd been doing stand-up in North Carolina while mm-hmm. I was working at the pharmaceutical firm. They'd come down one time, so they saw me on stage once. Um, and they were, well, I was like, really? <laughs> it was like, Yeah. So my my dad's big thing was, whatever you do, just get health insurance. We can't afford <laughs> to take care of you if something happens. And then my mom was like, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't half-ass it. 
if you know she's like you're carrying around your father's name which is part of the reason why i stopped i never used my last name on stage yeah yeah um she's like if you're gonna do it do it don't waste time bullshitting essentially Half-assing, yeah yeah so um they were you know not that they were like Yes! My father was just like, don't lose a leg and think you're coming to live with me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now, but now, now they're into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did How was it having them come watch you do stand-up? Was it, I mean, I, they'd seen you in plays, so I guess it wasn't that They've never seen me in a play. Oh, they never, what? <laughs> they never, they'd never seen me in a play. Why? Um... It wasn't like <laughs> I was a cheerleader. They never saw me cheerlead. They did see me singing like choir. Yeah, they'd, they'd come to a show. They were they worked so many jobs. They didn't have time to come. I you know, see. the only time that that they saw any of us, like my my middle brother, he played football. I think my dad may have seen him play once. Wow. Maybe I'm not even sure. My youngest brother. That was when they weren't working as hard. So they would go see his plays. Yeah. You know, they would see this and his and his choir shows and my brother sang as well. Um, but and it's they why too- you resent him to this day. <laughs> it was. Too- but no, because my bro- I felt like my youngest brother kind of like followed in my footsteps in school. Like all the teachers. Oh, yeah. You know, knew, you know, you know, knew me. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. um. And then he was in, I was, I, in Lil Abner, I played, I had a couple of different parts, but I played one of the secretaries to General Bull Moose. And then when my little brother was in Lil Abner, he played General Bull Moose. Oh, okay. So I felt like, um, you know, it, it was meant to, meant to be, even yeah, though yeah. nobody else in our family were performers, yeah. it was in our blood. <laughs> Now, uh, it was, was it just a year that you were out of school and you moved to L.A.? No, four years. Oh, four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I um, for four years. And was there anything, anything that triggered the move to L.A., any one thing? Or was it just kind of like it was building up and building up and you're just kind of like, well, it's time. It was building up. Um, I had a, a moment. I remember sitting on my living room floor i didn't have cable and so i used to have an antenna mm-hmm. and you know how you're always like manipulating an antenna yeah yeah for different every stations. time you change the channel you got to move the antenna yeah and so i uh i remember i would hang it off on the side of the tv sit on the floor and you know if you're touching it you get better reception right. so i would hold it with between my toes <laughs> 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 I remember exactly that sort of thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I was sitting on the floor and I had a moment of, I I need to just go do it. I I, I was like, you don't have kids. There's nothing tying you to this state, to this space, to this place, to this apartment. I was like, you're young. You can drive cross country. You can do, I, I had give myself and I do it more and more now. I even do it with like little things where I just tell myself, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just you make the plan and do it. Yeah. If you run into a problem, you figure it out. Yeah. And you have friends and you know people that are willing to help you. I have I ha- I still go through that kind of thought process. Like Yeah. The first time 
because I never really traveled that. I traveled, you know, to see relatives and stuff. But like after my wife and I got married, we went to France to visit her sister who was living there, going to school and being an au pair. And when we landed in Paris, I had like a panic attack. Like, mm. like I don't know how to speak this language. And what if I get separated? And I don't, you know, and then I had to say to myself, you got a credit card in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You buy a plane ticket and you fly home. Like, just <laughs> right. calm the fuck down. I got know? stuck in Italy by oh, really? myself. Yeah, I got stuck in Italy by myself. And I had to figure it out. Yeah. And I did not speak. I did not. I did not speak Italian. I did not speak Italian. I did not speak Italian. I um. I had made some Italian friends yeah. you know, while I was there. And so, you know, I called them and they kind of came and would spend the time with me during the day until, you know, and I, while I, and then I would, you know, call my dad and my dad tried to figure out getting me a ticket to get back. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do it with, even with little shit, like I'm hungry and I, I have this thing where I'm like, I don't know what to eat. What do I, when you get really hungry and you're like, I want to eat something. What a shot. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, calm down. Right. Just, what do you want? Right. You can have anything that you want. Yeah. You have you have Postmates. Yeah. You have Instacart. Uh-huh. Anything you want. Calm down. Think about it. Yeah. What do you want to do? And then do it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, put it aside. Get something else. Absolutely. I, I really have to talk myself through every little thing. Like when I get, because this fucking quarantine, dude, it is like, Anxiety inducing. My anxiety is through the roof or yeah. has been. I'm so much better now. And I really have to take moments and say, okay, you're upset. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Because by the way, you're not the only person. Mm-mm. And and you only have to deal with you right now. You don't have three kids in this house. You don't have an abusive husband in this house. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just you, and you just have to deal with this. So take a breath, sit yeah. down, calm down, and figure it out. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. 
Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a growing? So do you, when you come to LA, do you have any connections? Or are you just coming out here, like getting off the bus in your cardboard suitcase? And I, your had, flowered I had hat? some pre- <laughs> I had flowered hat, yes. Yes, if only I had a flowered hat. Um, my, I had some friends from college and we weren't, we weren't tight in college. We became tight once I moved here. Um, but I had uh, friends who were in law school from yeah. college. So I, um, I moved in with them. Um, and then I, I make friends very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know, believe going, it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, going to the clubs that, you know, that's how I started making my friend. That's where I made my comedian friends yeah. was there were a lot more women in stand up. Yeah. Uh, here in LA. So that's where I started making my friends. And then, um, you know, going out to a bar afterwards, the one bar that we used to go to, uh, Red Rock. And that's where I, I literally made so many friends from that bar. Mm-hmm. So I went to so many weddings of people who worked at that bar <laughs> <laughs> because that's where I lived, essentially. Is it still, is that, I don't know that bar. Where is it? It's not there anymore. Oh. Um, it became a uh, state. It's okay. on, uh, it's on Sunset. Okay. It was Caddy Corner to Tower Records. Yeah, my my LA bar knowledge is never, you know, I was kind of like already when I moved here to live here, well, I lived here when I didn't have any money and so like bar hopping was kind of like not right. really an option. And then when I moved here, then the next time I already had a baby. So it's like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, people talk like people's talking about LA nightlife and their romantic days of like, I was like, nah, I always had a baby. I never got, that. I didn't really do the nightlife. I, I literally just went to that bar. Like it yeah. was the first bar I ever went to. I didn't, I wasn't really a drinker when I first yeah. I became one, but I really wasn't really a drinker <laughs> right. when I first, I well, just got learn bar because that's where everybody, you know, that's where the, after we did, uh, you know, open mic at the comedy store, we walked yep. down sunset and went to this bar and for, it was the only one that I knew. So yeah. that's where I went. I had the same thing with improv and I probably enjoyed the going to the bar afterwards. Right. Then the actual, right doing the shows because right. it was more like there, it was funnier. Like, you know, like us, I, us just fucking around yeah. was way funnier than us putting and on a show. Most of the times when I went to the improv, I didn't, I wasn't on the show. Yeah. I just went for the camaraderie and yeah. to be around comics. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> uh, did you, when, where did you live? Did you move like kind of into that West Hollywood kind of neighborhood to? No. Uh, when I first got here, I was down in um, uh, I was talking about Rodeo, Rodeo and La Brea. Oh, okay. Down so down by the airport more. Yeah, yeah. Rodeo yeah, close Ro- to the airport. Yeah, yeah. I was over over oh. by that by that Target. Down yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I was over there, and then. Um, I ended up, I lived, and then, so we ended up having to move out of that apartment. Um, it was a surprise. We had an ant issue, and 
they wouldn't deal with it. And we were like, we were out, went yeah. to court and everything. So I ended up living on a friend's floor for a couple of months. Yeah. And so, you know, and she had a regular job. So during the week, I'd stay at her place, studio apartment. I would sleep on her floor. And then on the weekends, one of my friends from college had moved to California and was in Temecula. So then on the weekends, I would stay in Temecula and sleep on their couch. Um, so I would be out of my friend's hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, when she was off on what the weekends. What a stressful way to do it. That I just... But I had also started started touring a little bit. Uh-huh. So part of it was like me going to the airport and being on the road. So I, gotcha. it wasn't always there. And then once I started uh, touring and getting a little money, then I got a little studio apartment. Yeah. How does how do you transition from coming out here and just starting out and getting touring? Do you have a manager that sees you? Or? So I, um, when I was doing stand-up in... North Carolina, one of the comics, uh, Frank. Oh, my God. What's Frank's last name? I can't think of what. I was going to say Caliendo, but it wasn't Frank Caliendo. I met Frank in North Carolina, but it wasn't Frank. Um, he he used, to, he used to do corporate and he used to tour colleges. Uh-huh. And so he told his college agent about me. He's like, you don't have anybody like her on your roster. You should really check her out. And so... When I moved to L.A., he had told his agent who lived in Chicago at the time, Joey Edmonds. Do you, did you know mm-hmm. Joey Edmonds? No. Um, I never I never worked in Chicago. I just, you know, I did but, mostly but, shows yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you know what I mean? But he was he was pretty known on the college circuit, you know, right. agency-wise. Yeah. Um, and so he took me on, and uh, so I started – I started touring colleges. That was the first thing I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do clubs. I did some clubs later, yeah. having done the college circuit for a while. But I didn't tour the clubs. I toured colleges. Which do you prefer? Um, now I would look, prefer the clubs. Yeah. Um, but then I preferred the colleges. Colleges, yeah. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. When I started working on Conan, I would do some weekend college dates and it's a weird mm-hmm. little, it's a mm-hmm. weird little niche of, of going and making a few bucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and very, you know, like little college towns where you get done with your show and then you're like, all right, I think I'll have some dinner. And they're like, Oh, there's nowhere to get dinner. Yeah. Like, uh, it was yeah. <laughs> challenging yeah, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. And nooners. Yeah. Having to do nooners was I, nothing made me, more sick to my stomach than knowing that I had to do an afternoon show. Mm-hmm. It was just because I, once you've done it once, you're like, I hate this so much, but yeah, yeah. they're still paying the money. Kids milling <laughs> in and out. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it hard to sort of, is it hard for you during this point to, to keep your spirits up, to keep, to keep going, to keep fighting at it? You know, like, are you enjoying mm-hmm. enough success that you can, that it's self-sustaining or for me, it was exciting. I thought it was cool that my job required me to get on an airplane and to sleep in hotels. (laughs) I thought, I thought that was the coolest thing for for a a good two years. I was very into it. I just felt so metropolitan and, and chic Mm -hmm. that 
that my commute was on a 747. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and granted, I had a lot of like driving around, you know, uh, because I did block bookings to get more money. So I rented a lot of cars and drove around. And when I think about it now, I'm like, you saw a lot of the country. That's cool. I mean, at the time, I hated it. I hated the driving by myself kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But staying in a hotel and somebody else makes the bed and you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was so cool. Now, shoot me in my face. I'm not interested. Please, God, yeah, never yeah, again. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how you go from, because I was the same way, having not stayed in hotels as a kid, to be like, yeah. oh, a hotel. And now I feel like... One night I'm okay in a hotel, and then the next night I'm like, this is so depressing. Right? I mean, it's got, you know, now I'm in a position where I'm like, I I choose the hotels. It's going to be a nice hotel. It's yeah. got to have decent food. Because I that was another thing. Like, some hotels, they're nice, but their food is shite. And I'm like, this place sucks. And my friend's like, this is a really nice hotel. Yeah, I was like, yeah. try to get yeah. yourself a lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I wasn't... I. I wasn't the kind of person that wanted to go sightseeing, that was like so pressed to be out in the city. Yeah. I was like, I saw enough of it when I drove in. I want to get a good meal. I want to, you know, either read my book or watch something on TV and go to sleep and get up on time to catch the fight out. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Um, you weren't fucking around. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's do this. But, but I really did enjoy flying and I really did enjoy the idea of living in a space that you don't have to take care of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're almost like a business lady. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. I really felt like I was like yeah. a, a traveling businesswoman. Yeah. Now, how do you when does the acting start? When did I'm um I my first uh gig was on Moesha and I was this was I hadn't really been touring then. I was. Um, Is this prior to your Comedy Central special? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I did stand up in LA, obviously, but I didn't tour. Mm-hmm. I um, I had gotten the job because um, Mara Brockakiel, who was a writer on the show, uh, she had dated a friend of mine in college, mm. and I when I had said um, that I wanted to go to LA and do stand up. And, and I was going to do stand-up in, as a means to getting into acting. My friend who she had dated, his roommate was like, oh, you know, Brian used to date this girl who's a writer in Hollywood. And we met on the phone. We talked for like two hours. So cool. And so she had me come in on audition for Moesha, a show that she was on. Um, and so I got my first acting job that way. But then I started touring, and so I was always on the road, and I ended up getting a manager and maybe got a few auditions here and there. But you're not here enough to really keep that up yeah, on a regular basis. It, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until it wasn't until I uh, had done Comedy Central's first stand-up competition and mm-hmm. won yeah. that you know, industry people saw me. And so they were thinking about me. They take notice, up, yeah. Ended up getting an agent. Um, ended up going to 
Montreal Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing new faces um, and getting a deal. And so then, then I was like, I can't travel as much. Also, 9-11 happened. Oh. And so it slowed things it really, really down yeah, yeah. on the road. And so I was in town more. So then I had more opportunity to actually audition for things yeah. and be available for it. And is Parks and Rec, is that like the the first sort of like, uh, now it started out as a, as a, um, uh, you were a, a recurring. I was a co-star. I was, yeah. yeah, I was a co-star first season, um, guest star second season, regular third. So yeah, I, that, I had, I was, it was downtime. Yeah. I had an audition. Um, and so my manager was like, uh, you know, you have the audition for this pilot. Um, I went in and I wasn't a good auditioner. I, I still get a little bit of nerves. I'm, now, obviously I've been on TV shows and so it's, it's a little bit different and I'm familiar with what goes on in the room Yeah. after people leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's not as intimidating anymore. Yeah. But at the time, it, 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 the fear was all consuming. But when I went in for Parks, I do the audition. But then Mike Shore asked me a question. He noticed my watch. He asked me something about my watch. And get me talking. Yeah, That's yeah, a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I was so geeked about this watch that I was like, oh my God, I got it from this thing. I got an email from this new thing. You have to be invited. Blah, blah, blah. If you'd like to be invited, I can give them your email if you want to give it to me. Uh, but they have all these cells and all these, like I was a crazy person. And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. really, I, I tell Mike all the time, I was like, I feel like he was like, she's insane. We have to put her on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt that he was like, we need this character on the show. She would fit into Pawnee yeah. perfectly. <laughs> well, good for him. I mean, that's it's good that he got you talking because those things are just the weirdest, most unnatural situation. It is. And I always feel like it It feels like not far from sex work. You know, like, <laughs> like you're going into a room and you're putting on a little show and people are just sitting there quietly watching you and yeah. judging you. You know, it's like, it's and now it's very like now unnatural it just, so, as is acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's you have to be you have to be willing to be vulnerable to do it um, for me. You know, getting on audition made me sick. Getting a meeting, I was like, "You bitch, <laughs> you are Get ready see to listen. Fireworks! It's about to be a party. <laughs> you will not be upset. You are going. You're going to walk out of that room like, where the fuck has this bitch been all my life? I love a meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it is. It's like, hey, come on in here and entertain us. Like, I exactly. I mean, be, you become instantly aware of that when you go on these things. Like, oh, these people have been sitting in their offices all day, all mm-hmm. week, and then here comes a funny person. It's <laughs> and like, I, I never have like nothing makes me crazier than than a comedian when you're chatting. Doing bits like you're like, motherfucker, I know you're doing a bit. Yes. Yes. But when I'm in a meeting and they're like, you do stand up. Sure do. Yeah. I want to hear some. (laughs) Let me tell you something about when I went to KFC. (laughs) These motherfuckers didn't have chicken. How you going to be KFC in 
not have chicken. I literally, I was had no problem doing bits right, right. in a meeting. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, that's the same. You know, it's like, it's, it's like being on a talk show. Like so much of, yeah. you get to do stand up. And then if you come on a few times, then you get to come sit on the couch and do stand up. Right. You exactly. know, <laughs> except with like him going like, now, uh, I understand you like zoos. You know? oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I panic about the, the the wording of questions because I'm like, am I supposed to be talking about this? Or yeah, this? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm Which like, bit is what he is... leading me into? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine uh, Parks and Rec. I mean, I'm an old friend of Amy, so I know Amy mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. Um, I imagine that's a pretty happy place to work. I mean, Mike sure oh my is God, a pretty it was... great, you know. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. I I almost feel like it, it was one of those things where you're like, is it good or bad that that was my first experience? Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly because what you mean. You go someplace else and you're like, oh, this isn't run the same way. Right. You, you know, right. you're like, and it's, it's not that funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm on a, um, you know, my, my job now, it's very different. But luckily, I get along with the girls. We enjoy each other. We laugh a lot. I imagine that show is fun. It looks like it's, you know, you can tell. Like, that show's no fun. That show looks like fun. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I have to say I'm super, super lucky in that I got to be on a show that was so fun. And I learned because I was, I was so scared of improv and being on a show where people they live and breathe imp- improvisation yeah yeah was probably the best thing for me and so now i don't fear it uh, you know i don't i don't want to do an improv show right but i don't mind improving i know what you, yeah on set um and then now i'm on a show and i love our eps and i love you know my cast I'm like, thank God, you know, hopefully this will go on for a little more. And then my next one will be pretty great, too. So, because yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know people who have been on shows and they were fucking miserable. Yep. They're like, well, at least I have work. You know? Yeah, but yeah, was, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I was never miserable on shows, but I, I certainly have been on shows of varying, right, varying quality of the product, varying mm-hmm. sort of like happiness of the of the set you know which i always the two are so often interlinked (laughs) that i just am amazed by the people that don't get that like if you make this a happy place to work the show's gonna be better like doy how fucking hard is that to figure out but for some people it's it's apparently very difficult yeah. Now, Good Girls is back, right? It's it's or it's coming back, or it's coming back for season four. But we have you we shot it, sh- or no? We haven't. St- we start shooting end of the month. Oh, and how are you feeling about that? I want to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, um, but in terms of like the safety of it and everything, you well, because that's been a huge thing- topic of conversation in just the last couple of weeks because things are starting again. Yeah. And I just was, you know, I just was on like a four day email chain of people like. Have you worked? Where have you worked? Do you feel like right? You know, right? Well, I I have friends on other shows, and they're like, it's a hassle, but it's been fine mm-hmm. because you know my like one of my things was I I had heard that you know you only um, they only test every three days, and I was like, what? 
like I was like, test me every day. I need to know every single day, mm-hmm. every moment. And it turns out that the actors do get will get tested every day. So I was like, thank God. Yeah. So that made me feel better. Um, and and because you know uh, this idleness, this just being stuck yeah, in this yeah, house, yeah. I I cannot rearrange my pantry anymore. I understand. Like, get me out. Right. Um. So. Because people have gone back and they're saying, I have so many friends that have done movies, it's a little bit different, which I feel like it's, I don't know that their um, their protocols are more stringent than what series protocols are. And they said, it's been fine. It's been great. You know, so and I'm not going somewhere. So I'm not going to Atlanta. I'm not going to Vancouver. So I don't have to do the two weeks yeah. of just being in a hotel room beforehand. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to going back to work. Yeah. A friend of mine, they're trying to get him to do two days of reshoots in Canada, which means go to two Canada, before, be two yeah. week two week quarantine, shoot for two days, come home two weeks of quarantine <laughs> weeks away quarantine. from your family. So a month of quarantine for two Ish. days of shooting. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just <laughs> so glad I'm not in that position, you know? It's, I mean, yeah. unless... Unless you're hiring me as Wonder Woman, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have to. Yeah. You might have to fix right. it. Right. And, and does quarantine mean I can't walk around the city? I guess it probably yeah, nope. does. Nope. You got to stay in a fucking room like a my friend. Witness my friend. She doesn't program. have a. She doesn't even have a key to her room, so she can get out. She can get back in. Oh my word! Yeah. So if there's a fire, she can get out, but she can't get back in her room. So. Fucking weird. Isn't that crazy? Oh, and I imagine bad for hygiene, too. You probably like, <laughs> why should I brush my teeth? What does it matter? Uh, she took she took all her wigs and her green screen and is doing like her characters. <laughs> <laughs> doing her characters. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, why not? Put on some shows for yourself. She's like, I'm living with eight roommates all inside of me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. That's great. Yeah, because I'm I'm lucky to, you know, well, first of all, to have a steady job. I cannot get over how lucky I felt about that through this whole thing, that I, mm-hmm. that I have a gig and that I'm getting paid. And I just uh, will be. It's certainly like any kind of like minor grumbles I might have had about my job now. They're just gone. I'm just like, oh, no, I love my job. I love my job. It's great. I know. And now that we're back actually doing shows at Largo, we're doing, you know, in the theater there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're, we get tested weekly, and there's only about maybe 10 people in there. And when mm-hmm. we're not shooting, you know, I'm thinking about this because I don't know when this is going to be on air, but this, but just last night was when we heard that Trump had covid or tested positive mm-hmm. for covid mm-hmm. but we you know and it made me think about how they their whole complacency was based on the fact that they were tested all the time but they felt like when they were around each other they don't need to keep masks right. on right. Uh, at, at our you know at the conan show at largo we're all tested every week but we still if we're not on camera we got masks on and if we're you know right. and you know, except for like when lunch comes and then everybody runs into a corner and takes their mask off and eats their sandwich. Um, Don't so breathe I, their lunch air on me. Homie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, I can't, I, when, when this, like I said, this email chain of friends of mine who kind of, you know, they're, they all work, but they work at lots of different things. I just mm-hmm. felt so relieved and blessed because the only other thing that I've done, I've done a few voiceover things. And yeah. voiceover studios, they're like, 
at least the ones I've been to, they don't even let you touch the door. Like, right. They'll be like, no, 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 don't touch that door handle. Yeah, I've only, went, they, I've only gone to one place and yeah, uh, I and didn't have just, to touch anything. You go and you just kind of keep your hands to yourself and you take your mask off and talk into the mic and then they come in and spray everything down. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it seems like we're sort of figuring it figuring out. Figuring it out, yeah. And, um, but but so uh, we, the, when is the show, do you have an air date? No. No. no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does the show do pretty well? Um, it does okay. Yeah. But it does really well on Netflix. Ah. It does really well on Netflix. Um, and so we we have a partnership with Netflix because they I think they, they pay some money to help right, produce right. the show. So as long as it does well, I think they'll still well, good keep giving for us you. money to yeah, produce. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird it's just, you know, when I say, like, does the show do well? That means such a different thing than what it's meant. It's such mm-hmm. a different world, and it's kind of like, I don't know, you know. It and the, sort it, of like does. even with Parks, Parks was, we never knew when we were coming back. The only time we ever knew when we were coming back <laughs> was at the end of season six, and we knew that season seven was going to be our last season. Every uh, season, I found out bubble. on Twitter yeah, if, we yeah. came, if we came back. And people were like, so you were on such a successful show. And I was like, I was on a show that came back. Yeah, it, did, it didn't <laughs> feel like it. Yeah, it's more successful now than it was right. then because it's lit. Well, now it just got moved to Peacock. People are like, this that they can't. They they go to Netflix and they can't find it. Oh, it just it just moved yesterday. Well, but Peacock so is many. easy. Peacock is free. Once people yeah. are used to it, it'll be fine. I don't know if it is around the world. Oh, so I'm not sure how that works. But yeah. Yeah, that's so I don't know other... if it's on Netflix around the <clears throat> world and maybe just not in the U.S. The, wor- um, the world audience is weird that way because I, w- I, d- I had a recurring on Santa Clarita Diet, which mm-hmm. was created by uh, the guy that created Andy Richter Controls the Universe. And I, you know, and I just kind of would hear it vicariously. And it, you know, like, because for the first season and it also like those shows take a little bit for people to start to notice them. Because right. the first season, it didn't seem like anybody really knew about it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was good. And I thought it was, you know, I was kind of surprised. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, people should know more. And then they started to know about it. And once that, they were like, oh, this thing is huge. And and they would be like, you know, this thing Brazil? is huge. Was it Brazil? Well, in Brazil. <laughs> and then I, I remember specifically um, uh, 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 um, Serbia. Like oh, really? a giant in Serbia, Turkey, Egypt, like they're like, and then a couple Asian countries. And I'm like, okay, uh, all right, I guess, you know, yeah, and it's we're, so we're funny popular, to think that way. We're popular in Brazil, Australia, Canada, the UK. Yeah. But Brazil, like, I'm a fucking rock star in Brazil. I've never stepped foot in Brazil. And I'm a rock star in Brazil. Wow, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we did it. Conan did a travel remote in Germany and there were, uh, there was a Santa Clarita Diet bus, you know, bus oh, really? enclosure posters. And there weren't, they weren't here, you know, I, which I just was, it was struck me right. so much. Exactly. Um, so, well, I mean, do you have any, is there something burning a hole in your heart that you want to get out there into the world? I mean, is there a project that you're not doing? Do you have a 
dream oh. thing? Have you let go of that you're the star of your own sitcom? <laughs> have you let go of that? I dream? have. Yeah. I have because it's different um, now. It's just different. Be, well, because I also um, enjoy, I, I think I enjoy dramedy better. Ah. I like the option. It's like free therapy. I get to yeah. go someplace and cry and cry and cry and cry <laughs> and pick up a check. Yeah. Um, so you could do that I, at I, the I, bus station. I can. Uh. I can. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy um, doing both. So yeah. this, so this job is the sweet spot for me. Yeah, that's I mean, great. you know, so I hope, you know, my next thing. Um, I don't know. I always say that I want to uh, I would like the opportunity to play a femme fatale. That would be interesting. But I love being able to do the drama and the comedy. Yeah. It makes me really happy because that's the kind of shows that I like to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that I get to do one is great. Yeah. I had because, you know, well, I was the quote unquote star of, of different net well, of sitcoms. And mm-hmm. I came to the conclusion that I I like being part of the team. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, you know, I mean, honestly, obviously, if one of those shows had been a runaway hit, I think I could deal with it. <laughs> you know, I, I would, I'd be okay with it. Right. Um, but ultimately, I do feel like the notion of, uh, uh, you know, I actually did a pilot for Fox a few years ago uh, that Eva Longoria was the star of, and I was mm-hmm. like, good, let her. <laughs> Right. Let her catch all that, you know, like like she gets the main blast of all that attention and right. need from and then the rest of us just kind of got to play like right. the team behind her and got to just mm-hmm. be funny and got to just do the work. I mean, um, that, yeah, that was that was parks for me. Yeah, like, I got to I got some days off. I get to I got to watch really funny people yeah. a lot, you know, Um you know, sit in the and background nice and pretend people. to type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice people, too. That, that was the dream at the time. Yeah. Well, our, uh, you know, the, the third of these three questions is the what have you learned? And um, is there sort of a moral to your story at this point? Is it ongoing? I mean, do you, it, it, um, people answer this often in the form of advice, you know, like because people say, like, what are you, you know, what should I do or yeah, I think the, this the 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 thing that I tell people, especially with regard to show business and and becoming a performer, um, is that I feel like you kind of just have to believe it. Yeah. You have to know in your heart that it's going to happen, and and then everything that you do. One of the things I would say every day: do something towards your goal do something that's going to help your career so like before i was doing stand-up and then like i would send out postcards to invite Mm. industry to shows and stuff like that i don't obviously that's not the way i do it anymore right but you know the way i do it now is i get on the phone with my manager and i'm like what's up i'm not working yeah 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 (laughs) what's up what's out there you know what scripts can i read you know like you have to be proactive, um, but you also just have to believe. I, obviously, I believe I've gotten to a place where, you know, I've gotten to a place where there uh, there have been scripts uh, or auditions where they're they're looking for a reta type. All right, so now your name is out there. You know, when they start asking for your type, you know you're out there. So now, 
Look for Retta. Just ask Retta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm on hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you ever not been hired for a specific, like, have they said, like, we're looking for a Retta type, and then you go in and you don't get it? Yes. And yeah. this was, this was bef- the first time I heard that. It was ages ago. But I think, I mean, I was on Parks, and I think the part was like for a series regular. And so they didn't know if I was going to be available. I so see. I did not get the red up type yeah, yeah. art um, at the time, but it did feel good to know that it was a thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've had friends that, you know, they're not big stars, but they're certainly known in the comedy community mm-hmm. and they're known to casting people. And it'll be like, we're looking for this guy. And then this guy comes in and doesn't get it. You know, that's, that's happened. <laughs> yeah, that's, to, yeah. That's, that's gotta be tough. Uh, yeah. Those stories aren't great. No. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking this no time. I mean, you know, I didn't have anything else going on, but it it was a lovely, <laughs> you know, it was lovely to talk to you. Thanks for having me. And, sure. And uh, and good luck with the new season and, you know, be safe out there on, on the you. sets. Think of me. <laughs> <You> too. <laughs> Think of me when they're delivering your craft service to your trailer because they won't let you have a table of it. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Retta. And thank all of you out there for listening. Uh, We will see you next week with more Three Questions. I've got a big, big love for you. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Golit Sahayek, and engineered by Will Becton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been... A Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.